know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right. But anywho, let's talk about Star Trek. We talked about, that was about 30 minutes worth of us just rattling on about God knows why. It's, 10, it's 1020 already. <laughs> and what we have in front of us today is one of the most important Deep Space Nine episodes ever. Yeah. Now, Ben, I can't. I want to. I wanted to ask you this as soon as I saw it because this is something that I couldn't experience the way you experienced when you right. watched it, June sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Right. You, you had to wait a whole three months to find out what happened to this thing. Yes. How did you feel going into the summer months of? what june july august waiting for september to come to find out what happens in the well, deep space nine universe well you know okay so you got to take this this is a cliffhanger yeah but i mean to take in consideration what cliffhangers i've been exposed to at this point with tng so nothing yeah, it's not is, picard borg level right this isn't best of both worlds kind of no, but this is this is probably the second best to like I guess second wave of Star Trek cliffhangers. I, I would say it was better than some of the the other TNG cliffhangers that we've seen. It's better than Times Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, the Times Arrow could have been a mid season two parter. Yeah, it would have been fine. Uh, this is a real season ender, and so yeah. Um, yeah, they basically clear the deck, and they're like, "All right." This is a different show now. I mean, he gives the MacArthur <laughs> speech at the end. Yeah. Like, wait, if they're not on Deep Space Nine, what are they going to call the show next season? So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't as, I, I guess it wasn't as traumatic going into it. I mean, at, at this point, I'm living in Japan and I'm in the Navy. So it, it's it's not a, a, as big of an impact, I guess, as some of the TNG cliffhangers. Um, but it was still like, how the hell are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. You kind of know they're going to get out of it. It's just like, it it was more of a, well, this is going to be interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh God, I wonder how they're going to do it. It was more like, oh, this is, this is going to, you know, it was more of an anticipation of, oh shit, you know, this is going to probably, you know, be awesome. Because this... I mean, I agree with Dennis. This is a clear the deck moment. This is the we're. This is like a reboot of the whole series right here. Yeah, yeah I mean, they were at doing the this. end. I was like, why did I not watch this when it was out? Yeah, <laughs> twenty five so years ago, people slept on the series. We've said that so many times. Yeah, um, and then episodes like this make you just like, how? How did I not yeah. get more obsessed with this? I mean, I was at the academy so i didn't really have ready access yeah starfleet academy <laughs> so i didn't have ready access to a tv that i could control yeah but this was i was what 20 i was too busy trying to smoke drugs and get laid to watch star trek but man i really missed out yeah this is i mean this is so out of the three of us i was the one that that watched watched star trek and it, it was yeah this is like days i'll never get it, back it's not as good as 
as Borg Picard's like cliffhanger, but man, this is pretty damn close. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this is probably one of the strongest DS9 cliffhangers. Oh yeah, totally. This would be season three or four when like the Dominion they first confronted Dominion. That was uh, pretty pretty big scene. At the end of one of the when the uh, well yeah, but it wasn't like oh the Odyssey gets blown up and stuff. Right, and the Jim Hadar show up, but that was more of a ooh, there's a threat out there. It wasn't like ooh, they're up our ass. It was they have up ass potential. You know, it, it wasn't like they're coming through the wormhole at us kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It was just like, oh, we've been put in our place. But it wasn't like a cliffhanger. I will say, though, this episode starts not a very good way. Like, it had, it had me worried. I was like, how they get you? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Wedding arrangements? What is this garbage? Well, they flash, I mean, that initial thing when they flash the, uh, the, the lady in, in the skimpy ass. Yeah, outfit. We we were finishing up with dinner and, and clearing the table, and so I was like, "Oh crap! I gotta watch the episode." So I threw the laptop on the table for we picking up dishes, and my daughter's looking at it like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> oh my god! Is Pornhub open? <laughs> yeah, this is really weird because I'm watching it and I'm like, "What is happening here?" And your boy. As much as I want to admit it, like I think he's only Cisco's only doing this wedding because he thinks he gets to bang the bride. <laughs> but if you look at the look on his face, he's like, "Yes, I will." Well, he's heard what Jake experienced with her, so <laughs> well, no, Jake wasn't with her. Come on now, don't be naive, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> don't be naive, Ben. Word gets around the Dabo girls. Yeah, if you they all got to sample that Jake Cisco. There's this hot field reporter. Yep. Yeah. Drop it on him if you can. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it I was like a little hot. annoyed uh, by the changing up of, is he working for the Starfleet News Service or the Federation News Service? Yeah, Starfleet News Service doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, yeah, kind of like Stars and Stripes maybe. Yeah, but... But it's, it's one of those things where... Throughout all of Star Trek, all the way up until Discovery, or all the way back to Discovery, depending on how you want to be pedantic about it. But um, the whole thing with, I guess, everything but uh, Enterprise, because the Federation wasn't around, um, they will conflate Federation and, and Starfleet. Yeah. I mean, so Dennis and I both were in the military there's a clear distinction between the United Nations, the United States and whichever branch of the military you're in. It's funny because I don't think the president of the, of, of the United States knows that to him. I think it's all the same thing. Cause he's an idiot, but that's neither here nor there. Continue. But I mean, it's just like, I, I know that the United States Navy does not speak for the United States of America. <laughs> you know, but, the, but Starfleet, by God, is out there. Is like, well, we're going to make a treat, and I can't imagine some fucking Navy captain pulling up. Even you know, in the olden days, ben, they, this is the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, Starfleet is the military and explorational arm of the Federation. So, no, like, they're they, not military. They're that's Star- what I. Well, that's what I said. They're not military. I said they're military slash exploration arm of the Federation. 
they're just explorers. They're scientists. They're not. Scientists and explorers don't go to war with alien races and build mm-hmm. awesome bombs and shit. At any rate, I, I kind of got the impression that uh, Jake Sisko was really, it's kind of like the honorary sheriff's deputy. Like you write a letter to the sheriff and they say, oh, you're a deputy. That's kind of what the Starfleet News Service is. No, like, because I oh, think. journalists like, okay, buddy, you're, you're Starfleet News. No, I don't, 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 don't diss on him like that. That's, that's, I think it's a hard diss on Jake. Yeah, but that's kind of a big gig to get. I mean, you know, maybe it's one of those. Have you ever seen the thing where like some big news story happens unexpectedly, and then they've got like you know amateur footage? Well, no, they've got like the the busy, you know, the one that they give busy work to. So she's not really the the regular on air personality, but she's just the person who's at the scene. And all of a sudden, she's in the middle of, you know, and she's having to do all the reports live from the scene. And you can tell she's like stupid level nervous. Yeah. I don't know what's really... happening. Well, there were people running and they were very, very uh, emotional. I pooped my pants. I, I did hear um, sirens at one point. But see, the thing I'm about... scared. Because, like, um, the only other time I can think of journalists appearing in Star Trek is in Generations when they're launching the Enterprise B. B, yep. Yeah, and there's a bunch of news people there. Yep, and so, they were like, on the Federation News Service. Yeah, and so, like, if, there, if such thing exists, whenever there's big things happening, you think they'd be there. Like, when they take over Deep Space Nine and, you know, all these key events that happen. Well, see, that's the thing is when we took over, we didn't, well, okay, we didn't take over Deep Space Nine. So the partnership with the Bajorans or whatever, right, you but know? that was some backwater little planet and nobody gave two shits about it. Because that was the whole thing. Somebody would cover it. He, that's why Commander got command of this thing instead of a captain because it was, who cares? It wasn't until the, the black hole, or I'm sorry, Jesus. The wormhole. The black hole. Black hole, sun, won't, won't you come? Watch the way of the rain. I'm sorry, I'm singing. Go it ahead. wasn't you're, until you're um, you know the the wormhole opened that all of a sudden you know the, the Deep Space Nine became a, an important station, and then it was newsworthy. And then it wasn't even all that newsworthy until fucking scary aliens started coming out of it. <laughs> At first, like, hey, cool, we could go do all this stuff. Oh my god, there's things that live on the other side, and they are fucking pissed off. It's like a gold rush, you know? Like yeah. the wormholes, they're like, oh shit, there's like all these new planets and stuff we can explore now. So you'd figure there'd be some media presence there, like yeah. covering the discoveries or whatever that's happening. That's a good way to describe Deep Space Nine. It's essentially it's a gold rush town. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was supposed to be kind of like you know the series. What was it? They compared it to uh, Gunsmoke when it first came out. That it was it was the Star Trek's version of Gunsmoke. That you know this is this is the old West town and 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 Cisco's the marshal and people come into town every week and you know whatever. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Gunsmoke lasted for twenty something years. So Deep Space Nine lasted seven and it's wonderful. Yeah, seven I don't know. I just kind of felt like they needed to give Jake something to do. So like, yeah. all right, he's a journalist. For well, I mean, I think it's only baloney news service. <laughs> guess what jake i always count his success whenever i can get ben to roll his eyes <laughs> well, it's, 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 you know the federation news service is, is more i mean it, it's 
it's it's kind of like the state-run media, which is kind of you know scary, but it fits with my friend Jay and I's theory back in the day. Space that Mark, Fox News. <laughs> when Mark Mark Twain came to the Enterprise, and he's walking down uh, the corridors of the Enterprise with Troy, talking about how you know all these subjected subjugated peoples and and how you know joining the the Starfleet is their only way to to get out of their miserable lives. And, and get any kind of taste of freedom. And that's what our theory has been for a long time is that the Federation is this fascist, you know, state that, that controls everything and every aspect of your life. And if you want, it's, we only see the stuff. good side of it. Yeah. We Man, see it's a utopia. Everybody loves it here. What are you talking about? Are you not yeah, happy? Everyone who's in the Federation. Or Have you not taken your pills? <laughs> I read the replicator busted. I haven't been able to get any more Here, for a while. Have some of mine. Take these pills now. The Federation. I hate to have to report you. The Federation is great. But I get what you're saying because you never. The Dominion do. tried to free us from the yoke of the Federation. You never yeah. see. The, you never see the bullshit back end. Like, yeah. It, I get it, you. All the civilians we see are families of the you know Starfleet guys. So yeah, they got in good because you know they're members of the party, so their families yeah, they're benefit. The, they're the proletariat, but the actual common workers and stuff. I mean, I think uh, Voyager is the one that comes closest to showing us, you know, that reality when the the slave labor force of the holograms that you guys get to look forward to. Maybe not. What do you mean? What do you, mean you guys, you're going to watch love Voyager. Well, see, I've seen it. <laughs> it's no surprise to me, but you know. Might get saved by the wheel of Voyager. You know, you guys are just. I'm just on Voyager. I mean, I'm just gonna watch it all. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I've come this far. Yeah. I don't know. It's on BBC America sometimes, and I try to watch it, but it's just like, it's just not as interesting, especially now that I've seen Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's the one thing I think. If I, I, I think if you were to watch it standalone, it's not that bad. But standing, or even coming from TNG, I think it would be okay. It's a national. That's what people did, though. Yeah. It, yeah, they didn't watch Deep Space Nine because it was running behind. You know, there's a black guy. Yeah. What? What thing. kind of crazy future is this? That, that future sucks, man. I ain't trying to get that future. What the hell? You know, certain stations in Alabama wouldn't show it. I'm sure. I mean, it's just he you might kiss a woman. Shit. You better get out of my face. I'm cool with an alien kissing a white woman, but not some black guy. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, my indecision. Uh, the, the station I grew up watching, they were one of the stations, uh, the Birmingham NBC station there, WBTM? WKKK. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they, they were that didn't show uh, the Ahura the uh, Kirk episode. Hell no, man. You never got to see that. That's a terrible thing. And then, of course, my local PBS station that I grew up watching was one of the ones that wouldn't show the gay teacher getting married on Arthur. No. I can go run that on no Alabama public television. Everybody knew that guy was gay. I mean, that's a gimme. Well, he was a teacher. <laughs> Mr. Ratley or whatever his name is. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, that's not the... Yeah, male man. teachers? That's like male nurses. Come on. <laughs> Get with the program. But yeah. Um, that's a woman's job. Shitty. Um, I don't think Voyager would be... pregnant as, in the kitchen? Voyager wouldn't be as bad if it didn't have the wonderfulness that is 
fucking Deep Space Nine behind. Because, I mean, we're not just watching Deep Space Nine now. We're watching Discovery. Yeah. And, like, we got to go from that to Voyager? Yeah. Fuck off. I mean, I think it's really cool that Discovery came out while we're watching Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I I think that that gritty, dark, uh, it still fits in the, the Star Trek universe, but it's just that that intensity that, that we're really getting to now. I mean, the music in this episode, um, it was like, they, they tried to get as close to uh, foreboding John Williams music as they could get without getting sued. And and it kind of worked for me. It, it, uh, anytime that the Cardassians or the Jim Hadar or the, uh, you know, Wayun is there and they have that, 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 that foreboding dark music dude i loved it man like it's yeah. just a it's just a great episode you it's just basically the whole episode is basically just preparing for an oncoming war like they keep sending like the jamhadar keeps sending ships through the wormhole uh every week another another fucking battalion convoy. Comes through, another convoy. Convoy. we got a great big convoy across the space federation rubber duck watcher twine and so, like, I, the scene between Wyoon and Cisco is just brilliant. That's oh, such a good scene. I mean, that could be in any political drama. Yeah. Set in, you know, in modern times. Oh, well, you know, the Cardassians are, are proud people. And they're, they're hurting more than they're letting on. So what okay. is this? This is a scene from Heat where uh, De Niro and Pacino are sitting across the table. From <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> you know? What if we just have medical frigates and... and Yes. And what does he say? Uh, oh, yes, that does sound quite reasonable. Yes, yes. And then he leaves. Like, then he leaves like, "All right, we're going to war. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll be here tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. It's just a. It's a great episode, man. Like, it's just. It's really great. Well, the first half. I mean, it's it's all building up to that crazy roller coaster at the end. Yeah. So. Holy shit. And for me, I mean, one of the things that all my Star Wars friends had always, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Star Trek's so boring. You know, it's, oh, have a staff meeting, blah, blah, blah. And Star Trek is never big on the space battles. Yeah. It's, it's more story driven. It's more, you know, the, 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 the message, the, you know, things like that. And, you know, you can have some pretty impressive special effects, but it, it's, they're not small crafts having these, you know, fighter battles and shit beep, beep, beep. but yeah. there was a lot of that beep, beep, beep going on yeah there was, there was I mean, this episode you was, know they never um they never remastered ds9 right no there's so no. all 1990s graphics and i thought they were pretty impressive to be honest yeah, yeah no it looks really great the big thing for me was watching it on the 65 inch tv oh that's so big because the last time I watched it, it was on a 25-inch television across, you know, the Zenith console across the room. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's come a long way. And don't sit so close. Well, according to, the, according to the Wikipedia page, it's physical models and computer-generated images. They use yep. a mixture of older-type model work, such as motion control and computer-generated effects. It looks really great. Like, it's, it's a really great episode. I feel like we're kind of breezing over it because, I mean – it is like a rush to war and to like, be honest they kind of breezed over a lot of stuff in this episode like i i really th- feel like this episode 
should have been like an hour and a half long to what properly. Is? You you have the next everything. No, I mean just that that what they covered in this episode. Because they needed the, they needed at least twenty more minutes. You got the resolution, well, not the resolution, but they addressed the whole thing with uh, Quark, uh, not Quark, uh, with Odo and uh, Major Kira. Oh, thank God! Put that on the table for a while, it's, please. The table yeah. that thing, but then you have like the special moment between Nog. I mean, not Nog, uh, Rom and his brother Quark. Because oh like God, that was so he gets married and Quark is like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be with your bride. And he's like, no, I need to be with you, brother. And then like, that was just a sweet moment, like a nice, genuine, like caring moment between the two of them. When Quark kisses him on, on the lobes, yeah. on the back of the brain lobe back there and, and leaves. I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, it was really good. Like they did a really good job, like kind of wrapping up some personal stuff. Like I love the little story that Garrick tells um what's his face his daughter daughter yeah uh uh, um what's her name she has a name she does i don't remember it nobody does because we're sexist (laughs) no um not important her name is tora zial yes good job dennis he tells zial his little story about yep i there was once a man from nantucket and that's a cute little moment. Like they do a good job, like kind of wrapping up some of these relationships or kind of extending them or showing you the human side of it. Um, it's just really well done. And, it, and if anything, it makes you hate Gold Ducat even more. Yep. You know? Speaking of Ducat, what the fuck was that Google Glass thing that they had? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that That should just look dumb. I couldn't tell if it was like a microphone or. And like it didn't fit because his like costume was pulled over to the side. Yeah. So it made it look like he had a crooked neck. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so for future episodes, I, uh, th- yeah. this will be my new, uh, my, my new dork. <laughs> when we're recording, um, I, I, I'll. Uh, yeah. Well, Wayun had one on too. Yeah, for, for everybody. For what, what was that? What was it's it supposed to be? It's Google Glass. It's some, well, no, well, well, because well, we learned on. But they were looking around it the whole time because it was blocking the review of real information. Well, because we learned in that one episode where they found the Jem'Hadar ship that they don't have like portholes or whatever that the the I guess the commanding officer wears like a Google Glass thing to see out of the ship. Correct. Yeah. Are they not on a Cardassian ship? Not, no, they were on a Jim Hadar ship, so that's why they had them on. Well, they're on. The, well, they were on the big Jim Hadar, yeah, the big Jim Hadar ship. Yeah, because yeah. there's the little Jim Hadar ships that look like beetles, but they yeah. were on the big Jim Hadar ship, so that's why they were wearing it because wow. so they could see out because there's no portholes or anything. Boom! Look at that. I just trekked some trek on that ship, baby. All right. Right. Thank you. It still looked dumb. No, it did look really dumb. Um, but that's why. And I can't believe I just did that. Wow, I out-trekked Ben on that one. <laughs> well, to be fair, I wasn't trying. You were. You have, you have your victory. I was intense more on the how dumb it looked. But Oh, it did look dumb, but at least I knew why it looked dumb. So I'm still going to. Oh, no. Me, I'm, I'm proud of you, Bob. I really am. Yeah, the only thing I remember from that episode is that uh, Vorta lady's tits. Hanging out <laughs> that's because you know what dennis that's because i watch the show on a different level than you do yeah, apparently I mean, you're very 
very much attracted to boobs and hot ones while I watch the show mainly to be entertained and learn about the, the I'm entertained as well. The future. Got to le- learn that future history. Got to learn that future history. Motorboat, motorboat. But yeah, they, um, and I also enjoyed the part too where Cisco told the Bajorans to accept the ratification of the non-compete, if you will, because he's like, I've done too much to protect and then he nodded in his pants oh my god he did he was really into that he's frozen (laughs) i am frozen mine solid so much genius connected if he's recording we're just talking about masturbation i'm into that (laughs) we all gotta talk about something um no that's weird because we've been doing this on zoom now for what five years and i think this is one of the first times i've ever remember losing connection with you guys yeah it's happened i think it's happened before maybe that was for D D or something maybe but yeah it's very rare that it's happened so i, I thought it was me because i've got the kids this week and uh, everybody of course is on their uh streaming service of choice and uh eating up bandwidth at my house so i, I was like yeah when you froze it's like oh yep i i huh. that's me but then Dennis kept talking, and I'm like, I'm still alive. It's not me. It's not me. Um, Melanie Smith, who plays Tora Zial, um, she appeared on Seinfeld as Jerry's girlfriend, Rachel, for four episodes. Hmm. Okay. She was also in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, and now she runs it a yoga st- She was a, a half Bajoran, half Cardassian in all those <laughs> episodes. <laughs> and now she runs a yoga studio. Interesting. Nice. Hot yoga, Bikram yoga, Majoran mm. yoga, sex yoga. But she can't. Yoga. She just can't move her neck when she's doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's why she went into it. She's trying to get that mobility back, but just just not enough. So, what were you guys talking about? What did I miss? Oh, no, we stopped talking about Star Trek when you left. Oh, okay. Typical. Well, it wasn't recording. Yeah, there's no. So it's no, it was. It was recording. It just it, the recording probably moved to somebody else, and now it's back to me. No, the nope. little red recording thing went away. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it. I thought it would usually dump to somebody else. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it made me the host, but it, it didn't keep recording. Yeah. All right, so I'll have to figure out where we were when it. Yeah, whatever. This episode was great. Yeah, I think you were celebrating your uh, your. Trek knowledge victory still. That's right. That's probably why it happened. The internet was yeah. like, hey, Bob, let's not go crazy. Hubris got you, man. Yeah, it did. I'm not, I'm not saying I did something, but... You did. I, I allowed you to brag. You got it out of your system. Now let's move on. <laughs> no one can be better than me. I'm sorry. I apologize. I learned, I learned my lesson well. <laughs> Dennis, would you like to brag? Maybe you'll go to the cornfield too. No, Ben. Please don't punish me. <laughs> I'll send you to the cornfield. That's where I send everybody who's mean. So then next week we'll record, and then the week after that I'll be in Virginia Beach, and we can enjoy some hot Dr. Pepper together. Hot Dr. Pepper. So who's excited about hot Dr. Pepper? I'm super excited about hot Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I get paid tomorrow, and... Uh, Let's all make our own and bring it and then compare our recipes. But then it won't be hot, though. We have to reheat it. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, I'm sure that's a problem. It's going to be disgusting anyway. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've seen several people 
uh, on YouTube uh, who were like, hey, did you hear this crazy thing that they used to serve Dr. Pepper hot? So I was going to try it. And then so they, how hot is hot? Like hot, hot, like boiling hot? Oh, uh, 180 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot, hot. Well, that's, that's, you, cook, you get it up to that temperature and then you turn it off and then you add your lemon and you pour it in the cup. All right, so we're going to drink hot Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like hot tea hot. Because we can still hang out and not drink hot Dr. Pepper. You guys know that, right? Like, we can just hang out and be friends. No, I won't come to <laughs> hot Dr. Pepper. You know, we, we've kind With of... orange slices in we, it. We, we've put, uh, actually, I heard lemon was better. Oh, yeah. So I, I will try to have lemons and oranges. The next time I go to a restaurant... Everybody can garnish their own. I'm yeah. going to ask for a hot Dr. Pepper. Like, do you have Pepsi products? Yes. Can I have a hot Dr. Pepper, please? And just try to shit on your chest. You're like, no, 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 that's not what I said. <laughs> that's a hot Dr. Pepper, sir. That's a Cleveland steamer. I don't know where you're from. That is clearly a Cleveland steamer. You clearly got your wires crossed, sir. And to tie into my uh, growing golf obsession, mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was interesting that we had started our Dr. Pepper obsession just about the same time. Because my favorite golfer, Ben Hogan, greatest golfer of all time, um, his dad uh, worked as a blacksmith uh, in Texas just around the time that cars became a thing. So, you know, unemployment. <laughs> um, and then one of the jobs that he took after the blacksmith thing kind of went away was he worked at the um, Dr. Pepper uh, bottling plant huh. in uh, – near Fort Worth, Texas. Texas yeah, because he's from Texas. I know that. Dublin, Texas. Interesting. Well, my goal now is to head out west and, and find the Dr. Pepper bottling plant. We all need goals. I want. I mean, it might not be there anymore, so don't it's get to China now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was this was in nineteen what nineteen twenty two or before, pre nineteen twenty two. When, when he was working there because he killed himself in 22 so oh, was, oh my god was that yeah that story took a turn yeah oh, I, no, oh no here's the turn uh you know according to his some, ghost haunts you no so little <laughs> okay. little ben hogan was nine years old and he uh according to several of the reports was in the room when his dad was like well that's it <laughs> well that's it <laughs> you know shoots himself and then he he doesn't die immediately so he dies later at the hospital and he's like, it was all a mistake. And you're like, okay, wait, killing yourself was a mistake or having the family. Either way, your kid was in the room when you shot yourself, you dick. Wad. And you know, why would keep that shit private? It was all a mistake. And uh, he, yeah, so they said somebody that, the formula to Dr. Pepper and that's, that's the price you pay. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's part of the thing that they say helped make Ben Hogan so driven. And who wants hot Dr. Pepper? That's the problem. It's like, that. Daddy, I, I heated up your Dr. Pepper. No so, more. I want my kids to be driven, but I don't think I'm going to off myself in yeah, front of them. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I kept wanting my parents to go down dark alleys so I could be Batman. But <laughs> There's no dark alleys in Alabama. Exactly. You keep buying your mom pearl necklaces to wear. <laughs> mom, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go to the movies. All right, we'll go to Coleman. No, <laughs> let's go through Crime Alley. Let's go to Birmingham. They they have some scary neighborhoods. Right? They have all the good they movies. I blame that on Thomas Wayne, man. You got to know you're going down Crime Alley. I blame it on Alfred. You're the fucking chauffeur. You you don't meet the rich folks down the block. You meet the rich folks out front. There's a special pickup lane right there for you. That's true. 
again, I read a tweet recently that said Batman could really help Gotham if he used his billions of dollars to fund programs as opposed to dressing up like a bat and punching people. <laughs> That's the Batman I want to write. I want to write that Batman story where he goes, you know what, maybe I've wasted my life. He you starts like, you know, it doesn't matter. He's uh, there's one inmate in Arkham Asylum, and it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he's just imagining all these other. I've heard that too. Yeah, uh, is it the Joker? One is he one of the orderlies, or is he one of the therapists? I can't remember. Yeah, but there's a whole, whole like thing. mythos, if you will. Yeah. Well, there was an episode of Smallville where they kind of did that to uh, Clark. And uh, there's, know, a, there's an episode of Deep Space, I mean, of TNG where that happens to Will Riker, where I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm going to meet with the Yorktown. I'm right? not crazy. Yeah. You're there's the one not. who's crazy. Institution. I'm not crazy. Institution. You're the one who's crazy. There's no an episode of Deep yeah. Space Nine coming up with uh, a similar plot. No suicidal tendencies, fans. All right. I see where you guys are now. Um, but yeah. You've never heard that song about the kid who just wanted the Pepsi? I just wanted the Pepsi. I've heard it sampled. Yeah, that's that song, Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. Just wanted a Pepsi. I've gotten up and walked out of a restaurant just to be an asshole because they didn't have Coke products. Oh, that's cool. I'm down with that. That's very south of you, Southern. Whoa. What do you mean you ain't got sweet tea? <laughs> well, no, I just I, – I, I joked about it with a friend of mine at work, and then one day I, I go and I sit down at, at lunch and – I was like, yeah, I'll have a Coke. And she goes, oh, we have Pepsi products. Is that okay? And I just said, no, no, it's not. And you must be crazy. And then like all the way to the door, they're, they're trying, well, we could find something else. I, I'm, I'm very sorry. And it's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, and just left. That's funny. And uh, yeah, they get real upset about that. I, um, I was at Steak and Shake with Drew, my friend, my buddy Drew. And we used to go to Steak and Shake every year as we'd stop there. And we, we pulled in the Steak and Shake. And we pulled in and we sat down and the lady was like, yeah, we don't have any shakes. And so we left because what's the point? Yeah, I didn't go for steak. What, you think I'm here to eat your terrible food? <laughs> yeah, what's the point? So what, we, what's the deal with whipped cream? I want your terrible shake. <laughs> steak and shakes, t- sh- shakes are not terrible, Dennis. Yeah. That was the first place it's I ever soft got. serve, right? I think so. I like yeah. it. I don't like soft serve shakes that much. You know what, Dennis? Fuck off. I will. I went to this uh, shake. This episode's over. <laughs> this podcast is over. Well, That's I, I, it. I give their. I give this episode an eight, but I give that milkshake a three. I give this episode. And so began the Dork Trek Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I give Dennis a one. We're no longer friends. How do you not? I mean, I love soft serve shakes like Carvel. That's all it is. It's soft serve. No, not that good. Like when I go to, was it Brewster's across the, the consistency street? Consistency is not; it doesn't hold up. They put scoops in and yeah, you know, that's how you do it. Ground up, and you put some milk in there, and you want the vanilla beans. Have you guys have you guys been over to uh, Shake Shack yet? No, no. It's like I posted the other day. I don't think uh, I've been to Virginia Beach since it opened. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cross a fucking tunnel to get over there. It's true; it's not worth it. No. <laughs> That's easy for you to say. I know the first three weeks, at least the first two weeks for sure. Every time I would drive by there, because that's driving through, that's is how I kind of get the back way to McDonald's, so I don't have to make a U-turn. Yeah. And so I would 
drive past there and there will literally be every seat taken and then people lined up out the door and down the street. And then so away. All right. So, so that, like, that reminds me of when cookout came to Virginia beach. It was the same. Oh God. Yeah. People went nuts over that shit too. Is Shake Shack better than, or a steak? What is it? Shake Shack? Shake Shack is what we just got. Is it, is it better than uh, cookout? I wouldn't think so. I've never been to cookout, so I don't know. No. I've been to cookout. I've, nah. I've been to cookout. It's okay. But, you know, back when I didn't keep kosher, they, they're a like, bummed. once you start to see how many things you get for $10, then you start to question how good it really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when you're making very little money trying to restart your life, yeah. And you see how much you can get for ten dollars. You're like, yeah. "Fuck, this is my favorite place." Yeah. Oh, I get tater tots and a corn dog. Wait, <laughs> I can get two corn dogs as my sides. I wait. I can get a hamburger all the way, and two corn dogs at no extra charge. Okay, you're my favorite place. It's not bad. And they have cheer wine, which I didn't Ooh, know. That's good. I didn't know from all my North Carolina buddies were like, oh, my God, cheer wine. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I had it, and it's like, oh, my God. This is uh, they, I don't know if you guys remember drinking the Ale 8, right? Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Now they make a cherry Ale 8, which maybe I'll try to find and bring. Mm. But Ale 8. Ale 8, you didn't have it last time, Dennis. I brought it. It's the, like, it's, it's just basically caffeinated ginger ale. It's the official soft drink of Kentucky. It's good. I like it. Oh, yeah. I may have drink, drank yours, Dennis, because after everybody left, like two days later, I'm cleaning the fridge, and I'm like, oh, there's an extra one. Ale it's good. They have, but they do have straw. They have cherry ale now. I haven't tried it yet, so maybe I'll bring some. And we can cherry enjoy. ginger ale. Yeah, it might be good. Or it just might be cherry drink. I don't know. I haven't had it. I just know Ale 8 is caffeinated ginger ale. The Ale 8 cherry might just be a cherry, like cherry wine. Cherry something. flavor instead yeah. of ginger ale. Yeah. So, okay, so have you guys been to Sonic? I or never. I, I tried it. I got it once and I was greatly disappointed. So I, I soft serve shakes too. Yeah. But um, I go there for lunch because it's convenient, and it's like right there at the office. But uh, so today I ordered a Coca-Cola, as I want to do. Delicious. And she asked if I wanted uh, to flavor it with vanilla or cherry. Mm. And I'm like, what, how long has this been an option? <laughs> because I, I've never was asked that before. I'm just like, I, I will take some vanilla. Thank you. Isn't that a Sonic staple, though? I maybe they're supposed I, to be like I, an old mall shop kind of place thing. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, the roller mm-hmm. skaters come out with your food or whatever, and you know, uh, Opie Cunningham and, and the Fonz are out there. Hey, this isn't the uh, what was the place from Pulp Fiction? It's not that place. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking again, about. Zell would know this shit. Um, I forget the name of it, but yeah, that's a yeah. So all the listeners who uh, follow Zell from her other shows are probably listening to me right now. It's just like, well, yeah, she always talks about Pulp Fiction. Hey, well, next time we talk to her, we'll ask her. So let's get back to Star Trek here, because let's let's yeah. let's wrap this that up. Ending, holy shit! That ending was wonderful. the mines were cool. Like the mines all cloaked and shit after they got activated. Yep. Replicating cloaked minds. Yeah. Rom's idea. 
Rom's idea, really good idea. But like, he really thinks did... well under crisis. Yeah, he's all worried about his uh, his wedding, and he's like, you know what? arrangements. Fuck, I can replicate myself. Why don't we replicate the minds? I'm a titty fucker. <laughs> like. That's it. We titty fuck the, the dominion. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Rom? <laughs> That's Jemadar's on. one weakness. That's why no. they have those big chest plates. Don't titty fuck us, please stop. <laughs> oh my god. Please stop titty fucking us. It's the only way we can come, and when we come, we die. <laughs> That's what that stuff is that comes out of that. So white. <laughs> it's, it's just jizz. Yeah. Oh. We, um, yeah, but it's really good, man. Like, it's really good. Now, why didn't they activate these mines and why didn't we see anything blow up from them? Because they spent a really long time setting oh, they, them up. They, they, did. They, did, they turned them on, but and then they cloaked. And so now they can't go through the wormhole. Yeah. No ships can come in and out of the, or out of the wormhole. I want to see some stuff blow up, though. I mean, I lots of stuff thing. blew up. <laughs> but I want to see some stuff. Martok, Martok went and blew some shit up. I want to see Ooh, some yeah. stuff blow up because specifically of the mines because they did, they spent such a long time setting them up that I wanted to see some knocking down, if you will. But that's what the whole next season, you got to come back for season six. It's kind of like if you watch someone set up this really sweet and elaborate thing this beautiful setup of dominoes and you're like, all right, let's knock it over. He's like, no, 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 we'll do that another time. But like, but you just spent 30 minutes setting it up like a joke with no punchline. Like they'd said this beautiful setup of a joke and like, what's the punchline? I don't know. Whatever. I'll get to it later. Tune, like, in, tune in in three months. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make them come back. Well, speaking of Martog, I'll bring it with me. Um, there's this artist, um, He's an artist and a writer, a cartoonist, if you will. His name is Daniel Warren Johnson. And he does these books for Image. He does one called Extremity that's really good. He does another one called Murder Falcon that is also very good. But he makes these mini comics of licensed properties that he doesn't really necessarily have the, I guess, rights to do. But he just, he prints it. He makes them, prints them out and just sells them for whatever people want to give them to him for. Um, He did one for Old Man Skywalker that I, didn't pick up in time, but it's like, it's like a little star. It's like a little star Trek tale about an older Luke Skywalker, but he also has one for Martog and I totally bought it and it's really good. And I'll let you guys read it when I come to town. It's really good. You can read it for free online on his website, but just to have it in print is really, really fun. He just does like this little, like, I think it's like nine, eight or nine or 10 page short about Martog. It's awesome. Now we should link him on our Facebook page or something. Dude, I, I mean, he doesn't need any. He's got like Eisner nods and shit. Like he doesn't need us. You, all, you always need. <laughs> you always need. <laughs> when you got books out for image and you're kicking everybody's ass, you're good. But maybe. But the Martog shit is great. I advise you to look it up. <clears throat> so. Because Martog is my favorite Klingon of all time. Never a Klingon when you need one. <laughs> I've, I've never i've never said that I, I, <laughs> the opposite oh great more clean hate them they killed your son they killed my son they killed my boy i i don't believe them i don't trust them and i will let them die there you go so all right let's uh let's wrap this up dennis what do you think of the episode 
like I said, I think they could have made this 20 minutes longer and it would have been perfect. But even with all that, I still give this like an eight. It's really good. Uh, Benjamin, what do you say? I'm going to agree that it was an eight. Um, I would have liked it to have been 20 minutes longer just because I would like to have seen more of the, I mean, it was just, it was good as it was. I mean, it was great, but I would like to have had more of this greatness. And there was a plenty of places that you could have gotten that 20 extra minutes without it being like filler or fluff. Yeah. I mean, you could easily made this into a, a 90 minute episode. There were a lot of scenes that were kind of rushed. It felt rushed to me. Yeah. Because they knew they only had 42 minutes to work with. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely give it an eight. It's a strong eight, a solid eight, if you will. I agree. I thought this episode was wonderful. Um, like Dennis said earlier, it kind of clears the decks and you now you know you've kind of got a different show on your hands. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, it was really well done. I enjoyed it. Um, great episode. Great that episode. shot of uh, the uh, the Starfleet and Klingon fleet. That was, a, that was amazing. Oh, that, that Woo! My son was watching that with me, and he's like, look at all those Enterprises. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 there's more than one ship. There's the Enterprise is one ship. There's more than one. Where is the Enterprise? Although we know the Enterprise was not there. Where is the Enterprise at this point? They were doing Insurrection, weren't they? Isn't this right around that time? Because that was the whole thing. Like, they were, they were pissed because they got sent off to this far reach, you know, while the Dominion War is going on. That's like a spiel from the beginning of Insurrection. Think about how great, and think about how great a, a Star Trek The Next Generation movie could have been if it was just about this war. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even have to have like taken anything away from Deep Space Nine, just have like, like an important battle. Yeah. You know? And as we will see, you know, going forward, I mean, there's plenty of important battles that they could have uh, participated in. I mean, like, like they'll do like a short trek or something like that, of like a, a battle, a Dominion battle in the future. That would be pretty cool. Hmm. Like, think about how cool that would have been. Like, because then you would have gotten people to watch your TV show. Because what war are they talking about? That sounds awesome. Deep Space. I've been sleeping on this Deep Space Nine. Yeah. You know. But instead, they just offhandedly mention it, and you're kind of like, oh, I guess it's not that important. Yeah. Right. The whole <laughs> Federation series. Yeah. yeah, the whole Federation's at war, but we're out here talking to F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, with his strategy <laughs> okay. face. Yeah, like, priorities, people. Priorities. Where's your flagship? I really wish I could be at that war, buddy, but I've got so much going on with F. Murray Abraham. It's and it, really old lady is hot as shit. Oh, dude, I totally want to dust knock the dust off of that, bro. And dude, right right down the street there, it's McCormick from Hardcastle and McCormick. <laughs> oh, so I'll I'll get back to Cisco. He doesn't like me anyway, so fuck that guy. So that's that's pretty much what the setup was. What was their excuse for Worf being there? I don't remember. Because <laughs> he's not even with Starfleet; he was with the Klingons. We have to check the start dates on this to see where where we fit into this universe or the time thing. I mean, obviously I haven't seen any of season six. I don't know what what's going on with Warp yeah, after either. this, but like this episode leaves him with, he's with Martok. Yeah. So. God damn it. I don't know. 
See, no, I'm, they always made up some excuse for him to come show back. up what, on TV. What was that on uh, um, Generation, not Generations, First Contact, where Worf was on the Defiant fighting the boar? Yeah. yeah. And then he had some bullshit excuse to be there for insurrection. And then he was there for the Riker wedding. Yeah. Oh, no, Nemesis. He just kept, he just keeps leaving. (laughs) He must have saved up a lot of leave. Yeah. Well, you know, he doesn't, he sleeps on the ship. So he's like scamming the system. Yeah. He's totally fucking full of shit. Cisco wakes up. He's like, where's the Defiant? Oh, Uh we've had to go take care of some personal business. God damn it. He has too many business. All right. So Star Trek Insurrection was uh, star date. Shysa. Uh, I don't know. It's unknown star date, 2375. Okay, this is 2373. Okay, so it's, yeah, this is the. 500 and all right, so Insurrection was the 546th Star Trek production. Mm, interesting. And Called Arms was 475th. So there's, yeah, there's some time. Yeah, that would be like season seven of DS9. Yeah. So I guess the war is, is over by then. Is the war still going on then? In season, In season seven? seven? I guess so, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's still going on. I, the the war is basically going to run for the rest of the series, probably. I imagine. Yeah, because I, th- I think there's the what do you call it the uh, the armistice or whatever that that ends the series. So we'll see. Well, there you go, everybody. That was a wonderful episode. I hope you really digged it. We really dug it. Um, we'll be back next week with the start of season six. Six seasons of DS9. Man, we, we this is crazy. Six seasons in a movie. Yep. Dude, did this season seem long to you guys? We've already, yeah, we mentioned that. It just, I think, yeah, it did. It did. It did. Uh, I don't, I don't know why. We're taking time off or something. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that I'm excited for season six of Deep Space Nine. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. I don't understand. Thank you.